Good afternoon. Hi everybody, it's Kaylee here. And this is Martin. Welcome back. To the Keep On Growing podcast. Yeah. That we uh, record every single week. Yeah, and we have an awesome one today. We sure do. So um, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, um, we are Kaylee and Martin. We live in Ottawa. We do. We live together because we have been married for um, almost six years. We have two kids and four total. Yeah. Um, so Martin has two big boys that we are working really hard to raise every second week. And then we also have two little boys. Yeah. So just in case you want to see how that works, it goes 14 and a half, 11 and a half, four and a half, and two and a half. Four and a half going on 84. And two and a half going on 72. <laughs> and um, what else? Um, uh, we're sitting in my business, so 12 years strong in the heart of the buyer market is my business. Yeah. But we run two. Yeah, I have an online-based business as well, and everything we do is really focused on um, Getting health, your health, healthy. health and wellness, yeah. and, um, and just really working hard to live your best life. Uh, yeah. And this podcast, we started it kind of really wanting to um, kind of share our journey as we were going through it and talking about all of the things related to health and wellness and happiness that we were kind of working through and working on. And it's funny because we, um, we brainstormed so many topics, right? Like we had yeah. so many different ideas of, of just things that excited us and things that we're really interested in. But... I think when we looked at a lot of them, the things that really felt the most genuine was to talk about um, parenting yeah. and, uh, and marriage right now. Um, and you know what, like we, we did one on healthy eating, we've done some on exercise and gratitude, all sorts of really interesting things. But I don't think, I mean, they felt genuine and they were excited to talk about, but I don't think, I think what feels the most genuine to really talk about right now is definitely marriage and parenting because that is where we're at, where well, we are, what we're doing. Well, and what is taking up, I think, like 147% of our energy and our focus. And yes, we are still working on our nutrition and our exercise and we're doing, you know, we're trying to do all the things, but I think the, I think it's probably the easiest and the hardest, but the most interesting to talk about like the muddiest waters that we're in you know yeah so um like our love life well you know for any of you out there that also have several children and also mixed combined families blended, so yeah. blended families thank you um you know dealing with step parenting and um toddlers and second marriages and it's, it's a lot of stuff yeah. and i think we're doing good well statistically it's horrible <laughs> well we're, we're do doing better than average we are um we are doing we will good, defy the odds but it's it's a difficult journey yeah and i think um good is not good enough i don't think really in any area of our life just mm -hmm. we're both i've always kind of wanted to push to be pretty exceptional in the things that we're passionate about and we're pretty passionate about having an awesome marriage yeah. but holy man it's work yeah. um so something we thought we'd really we'd talk about today, which is, um, I think it's a, it's a call, it's the five love languages. So it's, I mean, there's lots of books, Gary Chapman, um, I guess the, his first book was the five love languages. 
and then now he has a whole bunch of other books out related to that topic and it's really interesting because he um a bit of a background he is a pastor and a marriage counselor in his church and has been doing this for like 40, 40 years. 50 years yeah. and he said since before you were born yes <laughs> um and he kind of said that this whole concept and these five love languages that he did kind of developed in this your way of thinking came from just the hundreds and hundreds of couples that would come through his office for counseling and he said so many of them would sit there and say you know what like this marriage is hopeless this marriage is done you know my spouse doesn't love me anymore and and the spouse would go oh my gosh like I love him or her so much you know I show them I love them every day by doing this this and this and this and then the other person kind of said well I don't feel that love at all and he I think he kind of figured out that we um, we give love and we receive love. Um, he kind of categorized it into five kind of general areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're not receiving, if we're not getting love in the way that we need to receive it to feel loved, if it's if you know if you are speaking to me in a language that I don't speak, it doesn't matter how much you love me or how much you're communicating in your language. If it's not my language, that I'm not understanding it and. I'm legitimately not feeling loved right. and he said you know it was in me once I figured this out it was this huge breakthrough because I didn't have to save marriages anymore I just had to teach people each other's languages and then like the love was there it wasn't like teaching people to love each other again it was just like, how, how to express <laughs> it to the other person yeah yeah, yeah. And, he, and so that's just I don't know I just found that so um, interesting and then there's now that he also has books out about um, love languages for children and love languages for teens and I guess it's not just with spouses it's we all have a way that we show our love and the way that we need to receive love to feel it and so we'll it's, talk about it today it's for, really interesting looking at the one for kids yeah I mean that's, that's a um, big eye-opener for a parent and I haven't finished reading that one yet and it's um it's a, it's a bit, I mean just the examples are very obviously parenting related but I think that's one that we should both read and kind of well, digest and then talk about here if you have anybody who has children, it's a great one. Like how, how does your child best receive and feel your love? Yeah, and I think. Also, go ahead. Because because every our kids are totally opposite. Well, yeah, they're so well, and I think um, I think it's it's a heartbreaking to recognize in a marriage, you know, if you're not feeling the love that I'm giving you, that makes me sad, but even more so than that like the idea that my children who I like love like by like every part of my fiber loves them so much because I grew them you know as you did too um well you didn't grow them but you made them you know um um, let me see those stretch marks honey um you know and I, I spend kind of every minute of every day trying to show my love to them and give them my love if if they're not receiving that love that I'm giving them because I'm not speaking the right language, then that just like, that rips my heart in half because they're my children and they should feel, they should just be like overflowing with the love that we're giving them, you know? Yeah, but if you're not giving it in how they receive it, it's, yeah. Which is so, exactly. And I guess the, the, um, the example, I don't know which book or, or where it was, was like just, 
if you think about just using English or Greek, um, you can walk up to someone and speak in a completely foreign language to them, and you're, you have every intention to get the point across. You, you can yell, scream, shout, doesn't really matter how you deliver your message in English. If that person does not understand English, they are not going to get any of it. No. Um, so that's a nice parallel to segueing into uh, the five lang love languages because I can constantly deliver what I what I know is giving some you love, but it's not what you need to feel love. No, and so I think before we go any further, maybe we should describe the five love languages that Gary Chapman has outlined, and then we can kind of talk about. Before. Our love languages. So, um, if you missed that, was my segue into this. The English versus yes, that was Greek a great to, segue to hey, now here's the five love languages. You are, and this is why they don't always compute. You threw me a perfect pass. Well, here I am catching it. Um, <laughs> oh, if only this was on video. Um, okay, so the five love languages are the first one is words of affirmation. And so, um, if that's not kind of clear, I guess, just words that build you up, words that are reassuring, words that mm -hmm. praise you, words that, words that give you confidence and give you courage and kind of feed your soul that way. The next one is quality time. And quality time, it's not necessarily the amount of time, but it's the the quality, right? It's that, you know, if you're going to be playing on the floor, well, I guess that's parenting, but I guess it's if you're going to be on a date, you know, if you're not going to be playing trains, honey, I need you to have your phone away and I need you to be really like playing with those trains with me and like, you know, using the voices and getting into character. And, um, but it's that, it's exactly that. It's that during that time you are present and that you are engaged and, um, and you're there. It's not kind of lying in bed watching TV at night. So words of affirmation, quality, quality time. time. Thank you for moving me along. I appreciate it. Receiving gifts. And this doesn't necessarily mean um, always ones of giant monetary value, but just any type of gifts. And I think the intent behind that one is that it's, you like the gift, but you also like that the process that someone thought of you enough to then want to get you something and also kind of what they got you is a reflection that they understand you. So yeah. that I, I got her this because I, I know that it, it kind of shows that they know you because they know what to get you, you know? Yeah. Uh, the next one is acts of service. And so that would be, you know, um, your husband washing your car um, or making you coffee in the morning or, um, you know, stuff like that. Or just, yeah, yeah. stuff, doing stuff um, with the other person. It could be surprise meal. It could be... Yeah, or would that be a gift? It's an act of service. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I... I Differentiate between active service and the gift. gift. Yeah. Active service is like stuff that has to get done. Yeah, like you cook a nice. Yeah. You know, washing um, car. That's why I said we're kind of built on that one, as opposed to, hey, here's a box from Tiffany's. Surprise! Yes. It's Wednesday, like lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. I guess active service is like you know what I um. I know you had a long day at work. I like, did all the shopping. I got everyone fed. I yeah. cleaned the kitchen. It's all Serving. beautiful when you walk in. Yeah, and your dinner is yeah. ready. Uh, and the last one is physical touch. And, um, and that can be intimate touch, but it's also just touch. It's just hand holding. It's 
canoodling. hugs, it's canoodling, it's just uh, giving, phys- showing affection through physical touch. So those are the five love languages. Um, and then we were chatting about this last night and we were trying to, we were talking a little bit about what I thought my love language, like how I give and receive love and then how you think you give and receive love. And did you come to any, you were still kind of not, I've done a lot of thinking about this, so I kind of think I know mine, but you were still not super sure about yours. No, it was tough. It was tough to think about if it was more um, physical touch. You pinned me on physical touch and I wasn't sure after reading the book. You said, I think that's one of yours. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, possibly. Um, and then, what was the other one we talked about last night? Acts of service? Maybe. Well, was, want... It wasn't gifts. Quality time. Is yours. Well, okay, so, and I thought it might be yours too. Do you want me to start with mine and then we can segue well, to you? Those were the two that we talked about last night for me. One was... So is this how you're giving or receiving love? This is how... Because it's not always the same, which is interesting. It's not always the same. That's the hard part about this. Um, I give love differently than I need to receive it. Okay, well, you start. So, okay, so I give love... I mean, and you can have more than one, and just because you're one does not mean you don't need the other ones. That's the other thing. Is we, I think we all need all five of the love languages. It's just one definitely is a primary language, I guess you could say. So I give love first and foremost through acts of service. And that is everything from, you know, offering, you know, even when I have small babies to host my entire dad's side of the family for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners and do all the cooking to, you know, when my grandparents were not able to do it themselves anymore or, um, and happily doing it or just to kind of, you know, with Otis and Ian and being a stepmom, I've had a lot of people kind of say, you know, why are you so involved in their lives and why do you very much play a full parent role? Why don't you just sit back and like, you know, you have your two little kids and like not a lot of stepmoms are that engaged. And I say, well, I don't really understand how I wouldn't be that's just, you know, I, I do all, I do everything I do is because that's how I, I think that's how I show my love. Um, and, um, and same with you and same with kind of, yeah, I think, I think with everybody, that's how I show my love for sure. First and foremost is just by doing things for other people and taking care of them and trying to make their life better and easier and more rich and happier. Um, but then how I receive love, like, so you, you know, you bring me a coffee every morning at 5.15 before you go to the gym and you leave it beside the bed and leave it steaming hot and it's not always hot by the time I roll over to drink it, but it should be because I should be getting up that early. Um, but I, I appreciate it so much and the rare time that you don't make me one, I really miss it. Um, but that does not fuel my, like, fill my love tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I receive love with acts of service, although I appreciate them. I really need um, words of affirmation. I think I'm fundamentally fairly kind of insecure in who I am in all walks of life. I think I still have a pretty like unstable foundation of kind of just feeling really strong in me and especially as a parent and especially as a step parent and as a spouse. Um, And so I already kind of feel like I'm 
feeling it though is a lot of the time. Uh, so I think having that reassurance and being boosted up and having someone give me a lot of kind of kind words and compliments and confidence, it's definitely how I feel loved and safe. Uh, and then my other one would definitely be quality time. As I think about any of my past relationships and the thing that connected me with someone at the beginning and kind of kept us in a positive space and what brought us together and what really kind of when we're at our best is when we're doing things together and sharing things that we love together, whether it's biking or running or even just going for a walk or playing cards. Um, so I think I love gifts um, and I love physical touch, but I think my two big ones are definitely, um, what did I say? Uh, words, of, words affirmation of affirmation and quality time. And quality time. Yeah. And so. Mine are not words of affirmation. Are yours acts of, do you receive love by getting acts of service? I think that's what we talked about yesterday is kind of acts of service and physical touch were the two of the five that... Not quality time. Not quality time. So it doesn't matter that we spend quality time together. Funny, eh? Which is so funny because you are the one that really like, champions date night and really makes sure we have that quality time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and tried, tried to do kind of routine morning times together and yeah so you're trying to really push for quality time but that's not as big a priority to you but it fills your left tank it is but is that why you do it did you know that was important to me or i thought you were kind of doing it because you needed it not to be critical cool eh? yeah very cool thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so and yeah so i think i give acts of service I think you give love and I think you give it through, yeah, and you also give it through gifts. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely a gift giver. I'm not. And it's, and then what we're rooting through last night was, well, why do you, where's the patterning that comes from? And that's a whole other podcast, but why do, why is giving gifts one of my ways of showing love? I it's, know. It's inter- I know too, because when you think about this stuff, and I don't know what um, Doctor Chapman would would say. I don't know if it's a doctor, the the author, um, but you know, there's the nature nurture, and and you look back, and you know, I have um, parental models that show their love through gifts, and not a lot of physical affection. Yeah. No. Or phys- not a lot of physical touch, or words of affirmation, or quality time it's funny eh? zero of five one of five <laughs> um and you wonder why navigating love is so hard and so this is a great book to get you thinking that it's not just good or bad hot or cold there's a very thoughtful process behind how to receive and deliver so i want to bring it back to you a little bit though because you did a very good segue away from you and kind of into the broader picture um so you show your love through acts of service. 
and gifts. And gifts, you do, you really, um, and I, I feel that like you. And physical touch, like yes. Whether it's little boys, big boys, you, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are very physically affectionate, um, and this isn't like we're not going like to that kind of podcast, like just in holding hands and what kind of podcast? You know, like we're not talking about like the the intimate physical touch. I'm just talking. I was like when I was saying you're very physically affectionate affectionate i wasn't talking about like our makeout sessions but i'm for you and me me and my 14 year old son still hold hands as we walk down the road together i know so i was talking more about our like our marriage because this is our marriage love languages so i was saying with you you are very physically affectionate with me but but just in like very small ways as well as big ones like just hand holding in the car or like just little things like you're always just touching me and um and that makes it does make me feel love but it's not my it's not my love languages oh and because we are at the office the phone is ringing just ignore that um so um so okay i got distracted by the phone so, so physical touch like there's a lot mm, so okay so um, you give service and gifts yeah and i think you do you really work hard to take care of the people around you and yes. um and then but so but and so you only really received love from your parents via gifts. Uh, from one half of my parental unit. Okay, and then how do the other half of your parental unit show their love? Quality time? Your dad? Like the death march hikes through the forest? Was that kind well, of Well, that's time. Was... I know it's quality time, <laughs> but... Um... Did he feel like that was... Was that how he attempted to kind of connect with you? Whether or not it was successful. I could see that maybe because he's still like, he likes the time. So just thinking. Yeah, that would be how. So if he showed you love through quality time and your mom was more through her generosity, but neither of those are your love languages. Right. So then that's that interesting like model of did you feel as loved by your parents as you could have. I mean, they felt all the love for you, but did you feel that love growing up? Um, and if the answer isn't a resounding like, yes, then that's like that huge, I think catalyst, especially for me, to really start doing some serious work and to understand the love languages of my children and being very right. conscious of that in for addition sure. to you. So how do you, tell me again, how do I need to love you so you feel how much I love you? I'm confused with all the love language talk we're doing. <laughs> um, this will be our best podcast today. So I show in how physical do- touch in acts of service yeah. and in gifts. But how do you... This is where I drew a blank last night, remember? I know, and I think this is, so this is... I do not, I can't pick one or two at this point that um, would fill my love tank. So you don't, so you don't know... Quality time, I guess quality time. But you kind of said no quality time. Yeah, I think I think I don't think you've ever really thought about that. I think you are such a, a generous giving person that you focus a lot on giving your love and sharing your love. And if we've kind of deduced that you didn't really have in your upbringing people speaking your love language, then you've never really like maybe thought about 
or like fully felt like that super love because no one's maybe ever spoken to you in your love language which makes me really sad and I came to that realization years before reading the love languages well it makes me sad because a, a challenge when you kind of think about how how much your parents loved you and how much they tried but how much they can completely miss the mark in making you feel loved yeah and I like I love you so much you know we've been building this marriage and this life for almost six years and if you're not feeling that like the extent of my love because I'm not speaking to you in the right language it's not the way that I naturally speak then you know that's well it makes me really sad but also that's something for us to that's a really tangible and not easy but a really tangible thing for us to work on together to figure out because it's like what he's like what Gary Chapman said he's like we don't have any like we don't have the issue that we don't love each other or like each other or have fun together it's just we possibly are not speaking the same language to right. each other or the right language to each other all the time. So we don't have to learn how to love each other or like each other, but I think you have to figure out how you best need to feel loved. And then I need to learn how to give love in some way that's other than acts of service. Cause that's my default. Right. Um, like my default, I mean, my kids, like I'm very physically affectionate with the kids, but they're like my little babies. It's, I can't imagine not being physically affectionate, but I, I don't default to physical touch. I'm not, like I like, if you initiate it, I'm, I'm normally um, happy to receive and reciprocate, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't occur to me to re- reach out and grab your hand all the time or touch you or rub your head. I just, I don't, it's not how I was raised. I wasn't, I wasn't raised with a lot of physical touch that way or like really affectionate families or, um, and the other thing, because I know we're, we're like, I mean, I think we could talk, this could be a 17 hour podcast. It's just, it's, there's so much to unpack. I find it so fascinating. I think I find it so fascinating because it just gives me so much hope for, like, it's just a really, I guess it's that point that, you know what, like, whether it's with us or with the kids, like the love is all there and it's just like communication and language is something that anyone can figure out. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of language just learning a new language yeah. and so to me like if that can help a relationship and it can help like the love like open open up the blockage that's not letting the love go through and it's such a simple thing like I just find it so exciting yeah. um, but like the thing that I was really I was thinking about as well um, is like can your love language change like right now my I really need a lot of words of affirmation because I feel very insecure and most areas of my life but if at some point I figure out how to do the work or what work I need to do to be much more solid and confident in all of my roles and I can be like you know what I'm the best mom and wife ever I don't care what anybody thinks and you don't have to tell me because I just know I am I am so good in my own world I don't need any words of affirmation mm. then will I have a different love language like will that change I would say yes it's a good Good book. Yeah, I haven't read. I mean, I, I have not. Full disclosure, I have not read the entire thing. Um, I've skimmed most of it, and then I'm two thirds of the way through the actual, like, really detailed chapters. But I listened to a whole bunch of podcasts about it, and um, and just yeah. But I, I didn't want to wait until we both had time to really read this no, book before talking an, about it's it. It's an awesome learning. 
but it's, a, I, it's a good tool. Yeah, and so I think um, anyone who's listening, um, grab the book. There are like literally over 10 million copies sold of this book. So this is like, this is not a new one, and it's old. I think I like your mom gave us these each a copy of this book a few months ago, which is really sweet of her uh, as a gift. Um, um, but I think I... <laughs> we got an Amazon box with two copies of the five love languages and the um, the heart edition Bible. Yeah, and no words, yeah. no hug, so, no explanation. Um, thank you, mom. But I'm, I'm fairly certain. See gifts. Exactly. Yeah, um, I'm fairly so. certain I have an, a copy of this in a box in our basement where all my books are packed up still from years ago. Then maybe I even bought it. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's just so interesting. Or go and like find a podcast. There's also, there's a whole bunch of, he has a website and you can actually go on and do like a self-assessment quiz that right. it takes, it's like 20 questions. It's not super accurate, but it gives you a good um, kind of indication of what your love language might be. Like it's like, do you pref- would you prefer diamonds or a uh, moonlit walk on the beach? Would you yeah, prefer? Of course. So yeah. it's a neat, it's a really neat quick tool. You can do it on your phone while you're like on the bus on the way home from work. Um, and then if you're parents, yeah. uh, definitely, this is my big, like, running Miles, home to read it tonight. quality time and physical touch. Yeah. Neat, acts of service. Yeah, although it's interesting. They say that it's, Miles is just at the age where he's starting, like, your love language until you're about four or five or three or four, you need them all, but then you start to really set into yours. So I think Nate needs it all right now, but he's also... He just needs service. But Miles, completely physical touch and quality time, a thousand percent Miles. That's like, there's no ambiguity there. With Otis and Ian, I think Ian likes gifts. Otis, quality time. Otis likes quality time. Um, It's tough because they're preteen boys, so I don't know. Physical touch, which is funny just because I've always delivered a ton of physical touch to. All the boys. So you delivered it, but do you think that's what, do you think that's one of their receiving love languages? Ian, yes. Yeah. Otis, not so much, but. So Otis is more quality time and Ian, I think is physical touch. You're right. And gifts. Yeah. And gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. I think, um, you know, doing some reading, helpful, learning a ton about this stuff, whether it's in marriage or parenting, very helpful. Um, because who doesn't want to give and receive in a way that it's given and it's received by somebody else? Well, how heartbreaking is it if you're like not only feeling love, but you're like actively putting all of your heart and your effort into trying to love somebody. And if they're not receiving it, like if there's a block, like that is just devastating. Um, and I think like we've had some really like just us talking about this today for half an hour, but also last night and other times. We've had some, this has helped us just have some really, really interesting conversations about our own. So for all of you out there that has a a partner or spouse, um, this is a great one. You know, your your mom was kind of, she didn't need to buy us two copies, but she really liked, I liked her idea that she's like, you know, both go read it and then sit down and talk about it together. And it's, um, so I think it's a really great thing for anyone to do with your loved one. um, Because you'll learn a lot about each other and hopefully open the love floodgates a little bit. Yeah. So I hope everybody has an awesome week. Thank you. This has been a really um, fun. I really enjoyed this one. I was really excited to talk about this, and we'll definitely come back and talk about the kids' love languages some more as well.
yeah. yeah, so have the best week. It's a lot easier to see in your kids than your spouse sometimes. I think so. With all the, yeah. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Goodbye. Yeah, love you lots. Subscribe, share, give us a comment. Yes, please comment. Tell us your love languages. Bye, guys. Bye.